welcome back to the Reborn Fitness Podcast. I am your host. Yes, of course, it's me, Timothy Horn, and uh, it's so good to have you back for another episode and another edition of the Reborn Fitness Podcast. How did you like last week's episode? Did you enjoy it? Have you listened to it yet? If not, go and check it out on all podcasting streaming services. Just search up Reborn Fitness. You should find my podcast there with all the episodes available and the latest catch-up episode that I released last week will be there also. I hope you've had a great week uh, and this week has been really good. It's been a good week for me. And I was thinking uh, last week and this week whilst preparing to record this, what I would talk about uh, on today's episode. We are going to do a content episode today uh, looking at an area of fitness and a topic in the world of fitness. Uh, And I thought, what can I talk about to start? Um, We have got interviews on the way. Don't worry, I've got some interviews lined up in the next couple of weeks, which is really, really exciting. Um, But today will be a content episode. And I found out and I, I knew what I was going to talk about. One of my goals this year, I've set myself physically, um, is mobility, to improve my mobility slash flexibility, um, to sort of work on those areas because it's something that I haven't really worked on uh, as much. It's been okay, but I know it can be better. So I've really set myself a goal and, and every night I'm trying to do something, Monday to Friday, do something in the evening, mobility slash flexibility related. So I thought, what a perfect time and what a perfect opportunity to look at mobility and flexibility training and to see if you can incorporate it into your daily exercise routine also. So that's the plan for today's episode. So I think without further ado, let's dive in and look at uh, in more detail into flexibility and mobility training here on the Reborn Fitness Podcast. Okay, so let's dive in and have a look in more detail into flexibility slash mobility training. Now, the first thing I say is when when I think whenever someone mentions flexibility and mobility training, you're going to hear, oh, well, isn't it the same thing? And most people are like, yeah, it is the same thing. Well, it actually isn't. If we look at the definition of what flexibility and mobility actually are, These are the definitions that I found when doing some research. Flexibility is the ability of joints to move pain-free and without stiffness through a range of motion. I'll read that one more time. Flexibility is the ability of joints to move pain-free and without stiffness through a range of motion. That's what flexibility is. Mobility, on the other hand, is the ability to control the whole range of motion. So it's being able to control, have the strength to control that movement or whatever that range of motion is you are going through to have control over it. So rather than just sit there, to actually have control over it. Okay, now with flexibility training, everyone sort of knows the basics, static stretching, dynamic stretching, uh, PNF, which is proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. Okay, and um, I'll take you through them very, very briefly, each one, not briefly, but I'll take you through each one. Now, static stretching obviously involves no movement, hence the word static. You are still when you are stretching. OK, and really, ideally, you're looking to hold this type of stretch from anywhere between 30 to 60 seconds. OK, now a lot of yoga movements can be described as static. OK, they've been found to seen as static. Um, so a lot of the poses you hold or stretches that you hold are static in yoga, okay? But there has been controversy surrounding static stretching. 
um, in the case, and the case they put forward was that static stretching could potentially actually reduce your strength and speed. That's right. They say that static stretching could potentially reduce your strength potential and speed potential. Now, the Clinical Journal of Sports Medicine did a study in 2012 uh, and they looked at static stretching and to see if this sort of theory of static stretching and your speed and strength reducing actually was a thing. Did it have any legs to stand on? And the Clinical Journal of Sports Medicine took 106 different studies. That's right, 106, so meta-analysis. Okay, and they looked at the results of those 106 studies and found that for people that did static stretching who held the static stretch for more than 60 seconds or more, so that 60 seconds or more could actually end up reducing and affecting their speed, their power and their overall strength. I find that amazing, don't you? So if you hold a static stretch for 60 seconds or more, according to the Clinical Journal of Sports Medicine in 2012, it could reduce your speed, power and strength. That's really interesting and that's quite scary. I mean, I personally never hold a static stretch for longer than 30 seconds anyway. I say that's probably the, the maximum length of time. Not unless I'm really tight somewhere, then I might hold it for 45 seconds. But I've never held a stretch for more than a minute, I don't think. Um, it's be interesting to see if you do. How long do you hold your stretches for? Is it a minute? Is it less than a minute? Is it 10 seconds? Is it 15 seconds? Do you always have a specific rule? Let me know your thoughts. I'll put a question in after this episode is released and get involved uh, in that conversation. How long do you hold your static stretches for? So that static involves no movement and you're looking to hold the stretch for 30 to 60 seconds. But we found out that anything more than 60 seconds could be detrimental to your strength, speed and power. The other type of stretching is dynamic stretching. Okay. Now, SNC coaches recommend this style of stretching prior to training or competition. They say this is the one that you should be doing. And I think a lot of people that go to the gym do a lot of dynamic stretches beforehand. Okay. And dynamic stretching, the purpose of it is it intends to activate your muscles uh, that you are going to be using during your training session. Okay. It wants to activate those muscles so they are responsive and ready to go. So your focus when dynamic stretching should be on the muscle groups you are going to activate and use during your training session or competition. Okay, so if you're looking at legs, you'd want to focus your dynamic stretching on legs. So maybe doing some bodyweight squats, uh, some Spider-Man, some bird dogs. Um, there are a few exercises to name as they'll be activating the muscles you'll be using, like your quads, uh, your hamstrings, your glutes, your adductors as well. You could even do in there also. Okay, and again, like the static stretching, you should not hold the dynamic stretch for a long period of time. Okay, do not want to hold it for a long period of time. So again, I'd probably say about 30 seconds, maybe even less you hold it for. Go in nice and short and then come out again. I think even 30 seconds is too long. You just want to quickly pulse in and out, hold it and then come out and change legs. Okay, so maybe the maximum time you should hold it is about 15 seconds, I'd say, less than maybe. Um... And then you want to make sure that you use the full range of motion. We don't want to restrict the range of motion. If you don't go into the full range of motion, your muscles will sort of start to learn and think that's your limit. And that's how you start to reduce that range of motion. Try and keep the full range of motion open uh, as much as possible. Okay. And uh, 
some examples of dynamic stretches, I've said some of them as well. Uh, again, another one is lunges with a twist, uh, hip stretches with a twist, or hip, on- hip openers, as I like to call them, uh, or even jump lunges. These are some of the examples of dynamic stretches you could do. Okay. And then the last one we've got is PNF, or proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. Okay. Now, this was uh, introduced in the 1940s, so it goes back a while. And the goal of PNF is to stimulate the nerve endings, which will respond to muscle tension changes. Okay. So that is to stimulate nerve endings in the muscles. Okay. And that will respond to muscle tension changes. Okay. So how a PNF basically works is if I hold a glute stretch, for example, okay, or quad stretch, for example, okay, how PNF stretching works is I'll hold the stretch and then from there I'll think about pushing my uh, knee into the hand that's holding it. Okay, I think about pushing forward and applying tension, hold the tension for about five seconds, I then let it go, breathe out, and then from there I'll be able to go a little bit deeper. And then I do it again, tense my leg, push it away from the resistance, and then relax it. Okay. So ideally, you want to contract the muscle group that you're focusing on for about five to six seconds with a partner or an immovable object that applies resistance. You can use both. Okay. And then you want to relax the muscle group. And then that person can then, or yourself, can then relax that muscle group past its normal range of motion. You hold that for about 20, 30 seconds, and then you change legs. I've used it a lot, and it is really, really beneficial. A really good form uh, of stretching is PNF. Okay. Mobility training. What are the benefits? I don't think many people know about it and what the benefits are. But mobility training prepares our bodies for the stress of training. It braces our body. It helps it to get ready to be put through its paces. Okay, and the definition was to be able to control uh, the motion. Okay, full range of motion to have control um, over it. Okay, that is what mobility the definition is, uh, and one of the benefits is it prepares our body for stress, which again will reduce and contribute to reducing your personal risk of injury during a session or during a training session. Okay, and um, it can actually improve your warm up before your workout. Okay, I do a lot of mobility work uh, before I work out, um, so I'll do some, you know. But uh, happy cats, sad cats, there's some thoracic mobility work, working my thoracic range and opening up my thoracic spine. Uh, from there, I'll then go and do some bird dogs potentially sometimes to activate my core, my glutes. Uh, I would do some Spider-Mans uh, and I'll do some demonstrations actually. I'm going to do a workout video linked with this, looking at some mobility slash flexibility exercises to help you get started on your journey in the world of mobility and flexibility training. So do not worry, I'll use a YouTube video on my YouTube channel to go through the benefits, uh, not for the benefits, to go through some examples, practical examples, break down the technique, how to do it, and how to approach it from there. So that will be accompanying this podcast episode. Okay. And mobility training can actually also um, improve your technique and range of motion. If you do it properly, it will improve your technique and range of motion which I think is absolutely amazing. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic that it does that. So there's some of the benefits um, 
of mobility training, okay? And we said it's like the ability to control a range of motion, and it is. And I actually found an even better definition to explain mobility as the ability to move a joint and accompanying muscles in the full range of motion it was designed for without mechanical assistance. I'll read that one more time. Mobility is the ability to move a joint and accompanying muscles in the full range of motion it was designed for without mechanical assistance. Okay, so that's without help of anything else. You should be able to control it with your own body and it should be pain-free and it should be stress-free. Okay, but it does require good range of motion in your joints. Okay, joint, uh, joint stability and muscle stability, muscle strength, proper alignment and muscle symmetry and flexibility. Okay, and I've given some of the benefits as to why it's important because... It prepares the body for the stress of training. It contributes to reducing your personal risk of injury. It can improve your warm-up before your workout, which means you potentially can have a better workout because you're warmer and your muscles are more responsive. And it can also help improve your technique because you can use and develop ranges of motion. And ever since I've been doing it, I have found in my training personally, when I've been going to the gym, that my range of motion and technique has improved in certain exercises because my mobility and flexibility has improved. So even though they, they're not the same but they interact and overlap with each other, if that makes sense. They're not the same thing or similar things, but mobility and flexibility intertwine and work together, if that makes sense. Okay. And um, obviously, if you have poor mobility, it can cause issues and increase your chance of joint and muscle damage, aka injuries, we've said. Okay. And... Um, Mobility is a very, very important thing, I think, to have that accompanies flexibility training also. Okay, so overall, hopefully that's given you a bit of an idea as to what mobility and flexibility training is all about. I will be doing a workout video uh, for you, looking at the benefits, uh, again, explaining the benefits, and then showing you some examples of exercises uh, that we can do uh, to get you started in mobility and flexibility training uh, and get you on that journey. And I highly recommend you get it uh, involved in your workout routine because it does benefit. I find the benefit, especially when I'm sitting down all day teaching now. I need to keep mobile. I need to keep flexible. Uh, and it's one of my goals to improve my flexibility and mobility uh, over time so I can have better posture, better range of motion, uh, better control over my body uh, and start exploring my physical capabilities going forward. Okay, so I hope that's for you found that useful. Uh, any questions, as always, please do contact me uh, through Instagram if you want to direct message me or email me uh, at reborn.fitness2020 uh, at gmail.com. That's reborn.fitness2020 uh, at gmail.com. I think that's correct. Reborn.fitness2020 at gmail.com. Okay, that's my email uh, there. Okay, and do feel f uh, do not hesitate to get in contact. Any questions, uh, if you want me to help you put a program together, how to get started, uh, I'm more than happy to do so. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed that and found that useful. Nothing too long, but hopefully very informative for you. And I'll be back same time, same place next week, Friday, 2 p.m. for another amazing episode of the Reborn Fitness Podcast. I might have an interview for you next week, but it also might be content. You have to stay tuned to my Instagram account 
and Facebook pages to find out more as to what the next episode will be, whether it will be an interview or content. But until then, you have to wait out and find out. All I have now to say is wish you a very good weekend. Have a great week next week and I will see you next week here on the Reborn Fitness Podcast. But until then, I've been your host, Timothy Hilly. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe. God bless. Have a great weekend. And thank you very much for listening.